Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion. And Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some Brujeria Latina with a side of astrology and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. Hola, hola. Uh, welcome back. Hi. Good to be back. Today we're going to be, so today is the fifth installment of our five-part series of the elements. And right. we'll be talking about spirit. And when we started to lay out, what do you call it? El boquejo, the, the line out. The like a outline, summary outline. The summary, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of, um, I have a funny story about the first time I had to do an outline. Um, but the first, um, we were like, well, this can't be the same as the other ones because, you know, spirit, that's so. Right. Up in the air, I guess. it's up in the ethers definitely um so we're just gonna you know we got a couple of points that we wanted to bring up and definition of like what spirit is for us in our practice or in our daily life and we know that this can be different for each person Mm -hmm. and each practitioner can have their own opinions or their own way of experiencing spirit so that's basically what we're gonna go with right just talking about kind of how we strengthen our connection and just um yeah, basically the ways that we do to make sure that that connection is very strong in, in our practice. Mm-hmm. And ways that other people could, or ways that people can work with it so that they can strengthen it themselves or look for more information, even if necessarily we haven't done it. Yeah, definitely. Okay? So, I mean, this is the, what do you call it in English? We call it la, la pregunta de los 64 mil chavitos, like the question. The question the, you know. Oh, like the what is spirit right. that is the question like the question of life like it the is. big existential it is the existential i mean there are people that have dedicated their lives to studying this and writing theses and documents absolutely and manifest and there are people that have this on their in their heads all the time yeah like i'm i don't become an arius <laughs> <laughs> i just ram forward and it's like what oh yeah sometimes i have to stop and think about it but it's not like you know i'm married to an aquarius mm-hmm He's all the time, he's up in his yeah. head and thinking about this kind of thing and looking at what somebody said in 1900 and what somebody said in 800 and what somebody said in 2000 BC. With the great minds. The great minds and yeah, gotcha. the progression of the thought throughout. Right. Like he loves that crap. Cool. And it's like, yeah. So I'm like, oh, honey, I'm so happy that you're entertained. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> Very busy over I'm here. Like, okay, just give me the summary. <laughs> But I think, so we're just going to go, yeah. you know, kind of with one. Okay, so I'm going to give you mine, and then you give me yours, and we'll go from there. I think um, for me, when I think of spirit, I personally and those who have followed me or follow me in Brujeria one-on-one know that I don't necessarily work with, um, like, deities is the, the way you pronounce it. Deities. Deities. Deidades. Um, and I don't... Well, I say I don't, but I have one that I feed. <laughs> <laughs> so don't tell her I don't. <laughs> um, but I I don't subscribe to, like, the version of, like, the higher power that is controlling everything else, right? Gotcha. I subscribe more to the theory of we are all part of the higher power. Mm-hmm. We are a collective, and within that collective, our energy pools eventually and then we kind of come into the body and we live out the version of our lives using and connecting our energy to that pool constantly. And so when people are like reading, for example, like in tarot or something like that, or even mediums when they say, oh, um, spirit is telling me, spirit is guiding me, um, the way that I see it is that they've just been able to open their channels and be able to plug in to this energetic 
pool mm-hmm. that we all belong to. And then other people are completely closed off. I'm, if you saw me in the video, I'm just like making. <laughs> I'm, I, obviously, I believe that we connect through the crown because I'm yes, making signs to like swooping over the I'm crown like, of her head. I'm crossing <laughs> out the crown, or I'm opening up a channel of crown, which I think is very normal in mm-hmm. the sense when you look at meditations and you look at chakras and you look at um, like when they're, you're guided to connect to something. It's always like imagine like you know this connection, right? And when we talk a little bit further along about some different techniques, that's one of them is like connecting upwards, which is that whole branching. It's connecting up to the cosmic, right? And so that's the way I see it. I see that we're all just part of one big collective pool of energy and we are living our own human experiences and people that have evolved enough and can control it even people who haven't evolved enough um but then for them it's more like hits and they don't know what they're doing with it Mm -hmm. and so i think that people that can intentionally connect with spirit do so oftentimes that's what the tools are for right oftentimes that's what you use you know the scrying bowl or what you use the tarot cards for it's to be able to channel that energy and to not make it so chaotic yeah and so that's basically the way i see it and i think that you can change the the connection based on intention meditation and and other techniques that we're going to talk about a little bit further in the in the in today's episode yeah and not to be make this very boring but we are kind of of a similar uh vein of thought for sure (laughs) that's why we like each other (laughs) but um i definitely do think of spirit is it's something that is inside of you. It's something that it's an access point. It's almost when I'm thinking about it, it's like a pinhole in the back of your mind that you can go, like you go towards that light almost. And when you make that connection and you have access to not only your memories um, from this life, like childhood memories, mm-hmm. but you can then go back even further into your past life and stuff. But and all of that, I just believe, is interconnected in every person, in every being, and trees. Like it's all that same energy. Yeah, that's. I do believe that spirit includes ancestral. Mm-hmm. Um, it includes the collective, and it includes your own history. So like your own past lives, or your own connection, or your own spirit. I do believe that it's all intertwined. And yeah. so when you're recognizing like ancestral, like your ancestors defending you, or your ancestors speaking for you. That can be an embodiment of the past generation, but it can also be just an um, an embodiment or a physical, um, a phys- spiritual connection to generations past that you don't necessarily have to say, oh, that was grandma, you know? Right. Um, it's like more generations past than that lineage that you have and that they're connecting with you and guiding you. Yeah, and I know we spoke about this like super, super briefly in a previous episode where I said, you know, if... Um, if Reiki is not necessarily calling to you, maybe seeking out like a Limpia or a Bariva is because that stuff is with you, in you, and mm-hmm. your yourself, your spirit might recognize that sort of healing faster or better because that's kind of where, you know, like that's where your ancestry is. Sure. Even though it's all interconnected again, sometimes I think you know, walking the paths and doing the things that our blood has done before us is just really, really powerful. Yeah, it's like that deja vu, but it's like on a spiritual level. Yeah, yeah. You know, we don't want to get too thorny. We don't want to go into whole theological explanations. But the way that when we talk about spirit, we are talking about like uh, 
collective energy that includes past lives and it includes ancestral knowledge and it includes your own past experiences mm -hmm. okay cool one way to connect or that we are we were talking about that we connect with spirit obviously like i just mentioned the, the tools we use the tools sometimes to mediate the messages that we're receiving mm -hmm. but i think oh, it's yeah. really important that before we start using any sort of tool because you can pull a deck of cards and just you know flash out cards and start and you have uh knowledge right of what they mean or you have like you know crystals for people that throw crystals or if i look at a chart um i know what th these things mean mm -hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean that i am connecting with spirit to do that reading right okay i got you right and so you're just kind of using your layman's terms or your layman knowledge to be able to oh this you know means you know oh the three of swords oh heartbreak you know and that's about it and you're not really going deep into it right and i think that when a reading is successful or even you know a natal chart read or palm read which is the, the things that i do you know a tarot or something it's if i made it a spiritual practice i got you okay okay and for me there's a difference right between making it a spiritual practice and making it a daily like experience mm -hmm. and so if I'm, if I am going to have somebody, if I'm going to read somebody for real, like, um, not just like a little quick, you know, oh yeah, this is your lifeline. It says this, you have this blockage, whatever. I'm going to read somebody. I usually try to do it in my home because my space is a, a space that I've curated and yeah. balanced and cleaned and so forth. Right. Although it's kind of messy today, but <laughs> still beautiful. it's still beautiful. Um, and I prepare myself. Like if you look at my calendar when I'm going to be reading, like I, I try not to have like, I don't try not to rush into it so that I have time before to actually do one of the techniques that I recommend, which is the centering of energy, which is different than grounding because mm -hmm. the grounding is you're connecting with earth, which would be, it would be for the element of earth, right? But the centering is all about energy and for, and therefore I think it's all about spirit. Mm -hmm. Okay and so it, yeah yeah right mm -hmm. and so the centering you're basically gathering all the energy that you have inside of you and you're directing it so when you do manipulation or when you do energy balls or when you move things with your mind all those are basically energy focused exercises mm -hmm. and you could do meditation but i don't like to do meditation before read because it gets me like really slow i think meditation is better for doing things like what you do which is more unconscious work mm -hmm. and i want to be conscious and right and still be gracious and notice the person and not forget you know to tell them the things i need to tell them um so i like centering because I, I don't want my energy to be scattered and i want my spirit to know that what we're going to be doing is this and so i like centering where basically you gather all the imagine yourself you know, gathering all the energy inside of your body and you're putting it in one place okay and you can put it in your, I like to put it in my throat. And I always, I always stop at my heart and I say, may I, may I speak with, may I see with kindness? May I speak the truth? And may I see what I need to see? Mm -hmm. So I like to touch those three things. And like when I'm meditating or kind of like centering myself, that's what I'm procuring. And I think it's spirit. I think that's spirit in that sense. I know that there's lots of readers that go into a trans sort of state. And you can talk about this now that they go into a trans sort of state and they don't they they're not the readers right they're looking at the layout they're looking at the cards or the crystals or the scrying water and they are speaking spirit is speaking through them right 
which is the same thing as what happens in in Espiritismo, right? Where, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, and that's why they say that they claimed your head because it, you know, the spirit, the ancestor is the one that has your head or the God that has your head and they're using your head to speak. Yes. But it's, and so its spirit is talking through you, but it's not you. I believe that it's me and I am plugging into spirit for oomph. For extra guidance. I got you. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not <laughs> giving control to spirit to just, you know, come through me fully. Right. To take you over. Right. To take you over and so forth. And so when I read, I do have a sense of, like, later on, if I see you, I, I see people that I've read for and I don't even remember. Um, but it's, but I get, I get like a little bit, like it's not, but I know other people that they go into full trances and they have it's wipe out memory yeah because they weren't there they were just like a vessel so i think there's two different ways of that connection yeah just i think i because it's a i I mean to me it would be the same source just different yeah different Different techniques almost techniques or even intensity yeah because if we look at it as just energy it's kind of the difference between like connecting a, a a plug or just the whole like current oh i got yeah yeah you know mm-hmm. so is it like a river or is it like just a drip of water through the faucet or are you actually like drowning in the well you know well i know definitely so in hip in hypnosis and hypnotherapy there are different levels because there are just different brain waves that we're using mm. talk about that yeah so, so trance states are gonna start very slowly in the alpha uh brain wave and then they move through the gate the through to the theta and then kind of borderline on top of the delta but delta is going to be where mostly you're sleeping and then the other ones are gamma and beta right and beta is just like daily life yes and what's gamma um gamma is a very it's a high frequency it's a high motion um it's linked to intense activity and intense uh rapid eye movement so like rem uh well i'm because like when you're sleeping but but also because your eyes are also moving rapidly while you were awake too so like it, uh, it's a note that's so there's like a lot of high? activity. So like when brain. somebody's high or anxious. Well, I mean, I, would they I'm be just... in gamma instead of beta? No, because you because you're in gamma and beta at the same time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're in gamma almost always. Like that's kind of a running, uh, white noise they thought it was for a long time, mm-hmm. just a running wave. But there are there are like mysteries in there. But okay, so gamma is just. Thinking so you, fastly? Yes. And then beta is like day-to-day life. Day-to-day, yeah. And then alpha is meditation and dreaming. Yes. Alpha is going to be like visualization, like when you're daydreaming. Daydreaming, not dreaming, dreaming. Correct. Or maybe like when you're starting to fall asleep that you don't know like if, you know, the rock is really there or not. And yes. Like, exactly. Okay. But then you then you fall asleep and he's not. Yes. Or you wake up and he's not. So it doesn't work out either way. <laughs> okay. Or you wake up and he is. I mean, that that's would manifestation. Prob- that's manifestation. So <laughs> that would go to which one? <laughs> so yeah. that's probably going to be in your theta. In your theta. Okay, cool. And um, okay, and then theta is oh, so theta is um, like astral travel. Yes. Okay. Big time. And this is also. Would you say okay? So when uh, let's let's look at the the tarot because I know lots of people um have heard tarot readers say things like spirit is telling me, spirit is telling me, right? I, and back home in Puerto Rico, lots of people do scrying, like mm-hmm. with water too. And they're like, oh, Espiritu, you know, so they'll also talk about like the spirit, right? Or lo ancestro. So when a reader is in this deep state 
of communication where they've plugged in to spirit are they in alpha or in theta i would guess somewhere in between alpha is a little so alpha you can get knocked out of pretty quick Mm -hmm. theta would take someone almost like rocking you Mm -hmm. to kind of get you to come to alpha someone could be like sacha and you would be like oh hey like okay. you kind of come back. Mm-hmm. Theta is a little bit more like, hey, hey, hey. So alpha would be more like for reading if they're not like way deep. Exactly. And then when like a spirit like or a, or a god claims your head, it would be like theta. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Theta um, even maybe delta if you really have no recollection of it. Because delta is where you really do not, your conscious mind is so shut off that you wouldn't have a memory of it. Yeah, I like my family... Um, you know, I had mentioned that my mm-hmm. family has like, um, they had a community or purpose, you know, intentional living community. And one of the things that happened was that um, my grandfather would speak to what he would call the brothers, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, this was the 70s. So the technology that they used to like record these sessions where he was receiving messages was like cassettes, like old cassettes or whatever. I love it. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so when my mom thought I was old enough, I think I was in college or something, she gave me the bag of cassettes so I could listen to the message of the brothers, right? And the first time I played it, deep sleep. Fell like completely asleep till the next day. And I was like, shit, I couldn't listen to it. You know, I'm like blocked. I couldn't listen to it. So next day I'm like, I'm going to go jogging and I'm going to listen to this. And there's no way I'm going to fall asleep. Started to jog. Literally, like, sat, sat down underneath the tree and woke up and, like, the cassette was over and I couldn't hear anything. And my mom's like, you're not ready. Give me the bag back. <laughs> oh That's so cool. <laughs> not if you were I one. mean, I know. If you're the one going into, what was it, the Delta? Yeah. Just immediately into Delta. <laughs> immediately, like, boom. <laughs> knockout. Like, you That's know, a dangerous like, one. Yeah. Like, dart. You know, like the elephant dart. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Tranquilizer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, that's got to be the weight of that spiritual message as well. Yeah. You know? and, uh, and so there are a lot of things that readers will do to get to that trans state faster. like to Because you, you can build a relationship to that brain pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally do it through the olfactory sense. I make everyone smell Vicks vapor rub that's not a normal hypnotherapist thing that's uh, that is a latina bruja yeah, that's correct because <laughs> we do vix for yeah. everything that is correct you're not gonna find that in your uh <laughs> you're, going for, you're going for hypnotherapy with a latina you're getting some vix rub <laughs> but like that connection it's, i know it's my kid saw a tiktok and this guy um i think he's like um half hispanic half latino mm-hmm. No, no, or no. So that's, yeah, yeah. That's the same size. Mida blanco, half white, and then like when he he's like supposedly sick, and his like family white family is like, oh, you want some chicken soup? Oh, lay down. Let me put the TV up for you. And then his Latina family is like, they can make some vico rubs on you. Yeah. And then he's like, that hurts. That means it's working. <laughs> it does mean it's working. It does. <laughs> Obviously, clearly. Still here. Back to you. So, also, so you use um, so the old um to make a pattern mm-hmm. and um, so memory, the, like an olfactory memory to and so theta. Yes. So it makes it so because trans states are it's something that you can welcome more easily into your life by practice. Same kind of deal with meditation, but using and stimulating your olfactory sense is so powerful for it. 
And so I use Vicks Vapor Rub. And I mean, by the time I've had a client in my chair, I would say two, maybe two times. By that third time, I know I can get them under in like maybe 15 minutes, no problem. Okay. That's awesome. It's really, really powerful. Okay. And then, so I think that's really cool information about the waves. And then um, a couple of ways that you can bring a spirit into your daily life, obviously, is through meditation because it strengthens. And like you said, it, it, it's like helping you connect with that brain pattern. Yes more frequently and more easily mm -hmm. and I, meditation is one of the hardest things and one of the most undervalued things from by people that are not practitioners yes by, you know they think it's dumb or they think it's easy and then they sit down and they you know their brain is squirreling in 90 seconds and then so it does take a lot of and then, then you see that meditation is like the swear by for people that are like into it like really deeply yeah and i have been practicing for a lot of years because they know the impact and i know it seems like really simple but meditation is one of the ways that you can strengthen your connection to um spirit yeah because it allows you to go deeper and deeper and act, to have more access control basically yeah and understanding and just awareness and it just heightens all everything your senses about everything right so that's one way um another way i love to do is the altar mm -hmm. i believe that the altar is a location where you are creating and depositing energy into it and so i think that you should visit your altar every day you should groom it every day you should place power into it every day and feed it basically this is the way i look at it and so you're feeding that altar and once you're feeding that altar it gets stronger and stronger because it becomes like a portal of spirit yeah right it's it's used to working with you in that trance and once you approach the altar your body also starts to respond to it because you're used to doing spiritual work when you're at your altar right it doesn't have to be your altar it could be some other spiritual location but I think altar is pretty much something that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like thinking of it, how you just said portal is very, because when you start to strengthen that energy and that space and you continue to connect to that same space with that same open energy, like that, that's definitely portal. Right. So I, I love altars for that. And then you mentioned prayer, prayer. or, or like mantra, something that mm -hmm. you take with you. I mean, people, I think they're different. Yeah, well, I mean, people in my in hip in the hypnosis business, like we, you know, we talk a lot about affirmations, and so an affirmation, like that chant, that way to get that message to your subconscious mind, so that it starts working for you. That's a lot. That's like something that um, people that in my practice use a lot. So even if you keep like keeping a prayer down, like a chant down, and keeping that with you in your mind to go with over and over again through the day, that I believe really strengthens a connection right. to spirit. I I do and but I, I won't I do make the distinction because prayer I think is more of a free flow of communication. Oh, I got you. You know? It's like talking to somebody. It's like talking to spirit. Yeah, but I mean well, yes. I mean and the I, mantra I, is sort of more like that alphatory that you were mentioning or the altar where you're getting your body used to right being able to access that yeah and the prayer is like once you're there like hey yo what's going on hit me up right <laughs> i don't know i think well because i do so if i do if i pray and i'm having like a conversational prayer i'm usually getting to like the root of what's going on and then through that i find almost like a message like what the point is mm -hmm. and then i use that 
So yeah, I guess that is different than a prayer. Like, but I'm pulling away what I... What you need. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Well, I'm not big on... I, I don't practice prayer much that I know of because sometimes you think you're not doing something and you are. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard for me to call it prayer because yeah, it's because so it churchy. Has that, it has that Catholic connotation, yeah. you know? And I think of prayer and then I want to do like a Ave Maria. Yeah. <laughs> no, not that deep. <laughs> like, ah, that one goes to, what was that called? Was it with the... The gamma, the one that's like automatic, rapid. Uh, oh, uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> gamma. La Ave Maria takes me to gamma. <laughs> like an electrical, yeah. like a little electrical wind-up toy. Go. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so we talked about the altars, the prayer, the, and then um, we also mentioned that spirit for us basically encompasses all of the elements. Yeah. Because there are different, the elements help to feed or to bring spirit into our lives. Right. Is the way that I see it. Um, and then we are not super well versed, but Dion did look up for us uh, a little <laughs> bit about the Akashic records. Akashic records. Um, because we think that that's, you know, with our limited knowledge of it, we do believe that that is that's, also connected to spirit. Right. That's kind of what. So looking at the Akashic records and kind of what they encompass, which is every memory of everything past, present, and future. So. With that kind of theory is pretty much exactly how I believe we're explaining that connection point and that everything's interconnected. So the Akashic records, when people talk about accessing those records, it's literally access to every memory that any of the collective, yeah, like of the exactly, spirit collective. Mm -hmm. Okay, I always thought I haven't studied it, and I want to be very clear about that. That we're I'm not an expert in any way, but I always visualized it as a library. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> With so lots who, of like gold sparkles. I don't know who sold me that idea, but I've always <laughs> thought of it like a library, you know, and, and and like the old school one with the catalog list that you have to pull it out and look through the cards, <laughs> yeah. right? And then, oh, this is in aisle 30, doing whatever, in room, whatever, and go there. So I've always visualized it like that. I think somebody must have sold me that idea, but still. That's very and, interesting because a lot of visualizations actually kind of run with that. And it's why? Where did that come from? I wonder. It's, it's collective, the collective yeah, and, exactly. and energy. Sure. It's the collective knowledge. And I think that that's lots of the things that we give credit to being like true. Right. Come from that original collective idea. Right. You know? and yeah. I mean, a lot of times when I'm doing past lives and even people who aren't sure about what they're going to see and or even afterwards processing it out with me, you know, I asked them like, well, where do you think that that came from then? If, if you're questioning it, where did you see that? And then it's most, most often it's no, I don't, but I've been obsessed with this century my whole life. And I know these things. Why? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, cool. You want me to roll right in? Please roll right into astrology. Yeah, let's roll right in. You tell me it's the 8th through the 21st of May. Yes, mid-May. What do we got? mid-may okay so we have um oh no <laughs> you just looked at my face right yes. and it's gonna be a little hard for you because you're gemini no. we have mercury retrograde going in on may 10th okay. and it's in gemini so it's gonna be a little more challenging for gemini folks so communications all messed up yeah communications and you know yeah, no, it, it starts in Taurus, if that helps you. So the first few days All right, bad. just give it to me. What's it starts in Taurus, and then it ends in Gemini. <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, Mercury retrograde starts on the 10th. I want to let everybody know that as, you know, 
I personally don't think Mercury retrograde is that bad. But hey, I've always had choppy communication skills anyways. <laughs> I've always been blunt and direct anyway. So, you know, I might not be the best person to be um, asking this. But in general, I think that Mercury um, retrograde gets blamed for a lot of shit that it's not really its fault. I mean, it's 19% of the year we're in Mercury retrograde. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, you know, one in five people are born under Mercury retrograde. So, you see, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's, it's, you make it normal. You just, yeah, but people, I think since it occurs more frequently, people are used to hearing about it. And so it's like that, um, what's that recognition pattern thing where recognition, when you buy a yellow car, everybody has a yellow car. We've tried this before. We've, we've spoken about this concept before. We're going to have to put a sticky note on your laptop with whatever it's called. Something recognize or recognize, whatever. Um, so yeah, May 10th, we have Mercury retrograde in Taurus and ends in Gemini. And it's basically, you know, if you feel a little bit, Yes, communication is going to be wonky. It's going to be a little bit difficult for people to be able to establish, you know, to get across like the messages about what they're valuable and what's important to them. So my advice is just basically to hunker down. You know, routine will save you. Do the same stuff. Don't get creative. Don't start new stuff. <laughs> just do the same stuff for 21 days. You can do this, okay? And so, you know. Just, just keep at it, you know, run through the rest of May, just like very routine-like, okay? okay? It ends on June 4th, just so you know. All right. Okay? Saturn Return starts that day, but that's another thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then on the 10th, we also have Jupiter going into Aries. So Jupiter is in, in Pisces right now. That's why the lovely Pisces-Neptune conjunction happened, and it was all, you know, lovely and blurry and ah, whatever. And that run, that obviously you know where we're now it's like heightened intuition and so forth that all ends by the 10th when jupiter goes into Aries, when makes it more entrepreneurial minded more what are we going to get done what are we doing you know and just like go 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 and jupiter expands anything so it's expanding that Aries trait could also expand military because it expands all the traits that are um, controlled by Aries, and Aries controls the military it controls entrepreneurship and it controls athleticism so that kind of thing um the ninth so the 10th we have that mercury retrograde starting in the jupiter in Aries, but the ninth is a day that could be a little bit hard because there's a moon void from 5 30 in the morning till 4 p.m so Ooh. like almost all day and when the moon is active it's in opposition to saturn and saturn is like disciplinarian mm -hmm. so it's like the moon is like your feelings are going to be like i don't want to do this and saturn's going to be like you got to do this you know oh. like the kid kicking and crying that they don't want to go and pick up their room and the parents just like well you're not leaving the house until you do kind of thing so that's that feeling for the ninth <laughs> and then the next day like all the communication starts stuff then on the 15th we have our second um eclipse event because the first one we spoke about it already mm -hmm. which is at the end of april with the new moon but this one is going to be the rare blood moon and it is a lunar eclipse in scorpio um lunar eclipses occur when there's a full moon and this one has a bunch of other aspects also happening that day like if you look at the list of the ephemeris like the list of everything that's going on it's like carajo so the sun is um squaring saturn the moon is squaring saturn neptune is squaring the sun 
Um, Venus is conjunct Chiron, so there's like a bunch of shit going on that day. It's just like a really active day. It's like somebody invited everybody over for Thanksgiving and oh, it became yes. a rumble. You know, I gotta think of Thanksgiving because so many people have like problems with Thanksgiving, yeah. right? So that's kind of what's going on that day. It's like ready to rumble. Um, so obviously, and and it's in Scorpio, and Scorpio, you know, is like the Lord of Transformation, the Lord of the Dark World. It's you know time to cut things and start new things and so forth. The important message of that solar eclipse, I'm um, sorry, um, lunar eclipse, is basically you have to check your foundations. You have to make sure that all the structures that you are working off of are actually as sturdy as you think they are. Okay. Because if not, things could change without you expecting it to change, and that could like be an upheaval for people. Okay. And like if you're going to do any sort of ritual or anything like that, it could be sort of to solidify, right, those structures and make sure that they're strong. Start burying mm -hmm. stuff, mm -hmm. doing some earth, earth correspondence earth, yeah. spells. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Then on the 17th, we have Mars conjunct Neptune. This is a really good day to get it on. <laughs> you always have that. I always have. I, I mean, it must be because I always look for them, right? So I'm like, which is the best day? Oh, yeah. And then the Mars conjunct Neptune is a day where, you know, Neptune is all about your drive and your, you know, zest and uh -huh. stuff like that and passion. And then it's conjunct Neptune, which is all dreamy and lovey and like, oh, then, you know, pink glasses, like it looks better. So it's like you're seeing the person more attractive than they are necessarily. And Mars is being is responding to the daydream. So it's like a good day to get it on because of that. All it's right. like, oh, let's try this. So romantic attractiveness kind of thing. On the 19th, we have the sun trining Pluto and Mercury sextiling Jupiter. So Mercury sextiling Jupiter works well. It's a nice aspect. It's just talking about what Mercury is in retrograde though. Um, it's talking about like the new ventures and what you're doing. So remember that Jupiter went to Aries. So like everything new that's up in your life and then Mercury wants to talk about it. Oh, okay. Which might be a little bit hard because they're in that retrograde. So it might be difficult to explain the concept to other people, but they're they're all about like, ah. okay. okay. And the sun trining Pluto. That one's a little harder, you know, so it's like, a, hmm. because the sun shines mm -hmm. light and Pluto is oh, the underneath, yeah. right? They're the dark part they don't want. You know, it's like when you lift a rock and the little animals start yeah, yeah. running around and it's like, put the rock down, leave me alone. So that kind of thing. So when the sun is basically in a favorable position with Pluto because the trining is a favorable position so it's not like an opposition or anything it's not going to be it's actually like a good day to go to therapy or a good day to do like hypnotherapy and stuff like that people will probably have good breakthroughs that day cool okay very cool and then on the 21st to close it out we have um the sun is going to conjunct with mercury in gemini um <laughs> so you know normally a nice chatty day good day for socialization a good day to hang out with your brothers and sisters and neighbors and stuff like that but since it is in retrograde expect delays expect little misunderstandings and stuff like that okay okay so that's that's it right. those are the most important ones all right thank you you're welcome okay i am going to go over uh, some of the plant life and herbs associated with the spirit for consideration of this topic i'd like to start by saying any herb or plant that you connect with on an ancestral level or even a nostalgic level is going to prove a pretty strong and viable connection however when speaking of plants and spirit um, and past connection undoubtedly this is going to lead us to the plants that are known for you know known as being hallucinogens or for being psychotropics. Each of these plants have special ritualized processes 
by which they go through prior to ingestion. So please study and learn as much as you can about these highly individualized processes before attempting to use any of these plants as medicine. Again, I am not a medical doctor, so please consult yours before ingesting any herbs, any plants. And don't mess with Mother Nature. Do your homework. Okay. We've got cannabis, peyote, datura is very, very powerful. That's Datura is jimson weed. Wild tobacco, ol oluqui, um, which is going to be a morning glory in the morning glory family. The seeds of that plant are actually um, is, is a ancient Aztec, as ancient Aztec hallucinogen. Um, they say it was used and it, and it is considered to be more powerful than a peyote. Water lilies, uh, salvia divinorum is a really potent um, type of sage. It's called diviner sage. And then there is the ever popular ayahuasca, which is actually, ayahuasca is actually a blend of two, two plants, a shrub and a vine. Um, and then there's other specialized ingredients that are specialized amongst, um, in different tribes, like specifics to different shamans, different areas. And again, each of these plants have a pretty they, they each have different processes for getting the hallucinogen to actually work. Most of these plants are either boiled down, leached, or smoked, but they're also applied topically in some cases. You really just do, it's, it's pretty specific processes for each different plant to get the active chemical, um, to get the active chemical going, which must have been so interesting trying to figure out the best methods, like the best methodology to get the most impact of a hallucinogen. I can't imagine what that experiment would have looked like. But yeah, those are just some of the bigger, the bigger names that are going to, or that have been used in, um, in the past to connect with spirit. So yeah. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode the week after next. But in the meantime, you can email us at thebrewhousebroadcast at gmail.com. For me, Dion, you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com or for booking healing work, I'm at unusualhealing.com or sdlunacy on Instagram. Great. And for me, Sasha, you can find me on Facebook with Brujeria 101 and you can all find me on Instagram as Brujeria101S because <laughs> somebody had the 101. And I also have Brujeria101.com and there we'll have like... Um, response buttons that you can push to Amazing. book like palm readings or nail charts and stuff like that great yeah. thank you so much 